Previously on Return Home. My name is Jonathan Barker. After five years away, I returned to my hometown of Melancholy Falls after receiving a mysterious phone call. Along with my best friends, Buddy and Amy, we have been fighting against the forces of evil, such as the Never Was, an entity that should not exist. Something that never was, never will, and never shall exist. Its arrival into our world has also opened up tears, unstable portals into other dimensions that have been opening at an alarming rate. If they are left unchecked, the universe will tear itself apart and cease to exist. We found something of grave importance, something that threatens the very fabric of reality and puts us all in danger. In an effort to stop this, the Society of Shadows has teamed up with our sworn enemies, the Order of Billeth, heralds of the coming darkness. However, it's all coming to a head, and the end is near. So, the thing that we've been fighting against for so long has a secret organization that is fighting for her return, and you invite them into your living room? We don't know what comes next, but we do know that we are in this together. Seriously, we just became an episode of Scooby-Doo. It is now time to return home. I was walking down Main Street with Buddy and Amy on our way to get dinner when the message came through. I was used to the Society of Shadows sending a message through Buddy at times, but this was different. Every single person on the street, in their cars, in the surrounding stores, all of them had become overcome by the whispers at the same time. They all turned to look at me with those black, soulless eyes as they relayed the message to me. I had never seen anything like it before, and it unnerved me more than I realized. Something must be really wrong for them to resort to that extreme measure. By the time it was over, the three of us made our way to the cave as fast as we could. Logan greeted us solemnly, and brought us into the main chamber to find Zane, who was pacing and acting strangely. Ah, oh, Mr. Barker. There you are. <laughs> Thank you for heeding my call. What the heck was the deal with the All Points Bulletin? Yeah, that was a little extreme, don't you think? Yes, well... Desperate times and all that. Logan kept quiet, but as Zane was talking, his eyes kept shifting to the far corner of the room, with a slight nod of his head, as if he was trying to get us to notice something. Buddy, however, was not taking the hint. Are you okay, dude? Yes, of course, I'm fine. Just eager to begin the day's business. The tears, they're opening at a rate that is quite alarming. I feel as if we are not making any progress at them despite our best efforts. Isn't that correct, Logan? 
Yes, uh, we have noticed an influx in activity during the last few days, and it, it, it's, a, it's a cause for concern. We feel as if the randomized order in which they are opening may lead to grave danger. Are you two okay? You keep twitching. Is something wrong with your eyes, Zane? My eyes are fine, Mr. Nutters. Perhaps it is yours that aren't working correctly. Rude. Well, we're here. What's going on? Yes, well, you are indeed here. But perhaps we should move you over there. He stared hard at us again, signaling that something was definitely wrong here. I think he's having a stroke. I think he's trying to tell us something. I think he should use his words. I think you three should pay attention for once. We pay attention just fine, thank you. In fact, I'm paying so much attention that right at this very moment, I can see those shifty looking guys coming out of the darkness to surround us and- Aw, oh, crap. Unfortunately, Buddy wasn't wrong. Out of the darkness, where Zane kept motioning toward earlier, were at least two dozen men who looked like they were up to no good. They quickly surrounded us on all sides, blocking any chance of escape. I had no idea who they were, until I saw the man with the umbrella step out of the darkness as well. Inside the cave, the umbrella covering his head seemed even more ridiculous than usual, but that didn't make him any less menacing. What the hell is going on? We try to warn you! Badly. It's not our fault you cannot pick up on contextual clues and subtle gestures. I have a subtle gesture for you. Dude, not the time. And like a moth to the flame, so has the prodigal son returned, always at the beck and call of his masters. Stephen Lundy, the leader of the Order of Billeth, came out of the darkness behind the man with the umbrella. A sinister smile spread across his face. He made his way toward us, his eyes full of wild abandon. So nice of you to join us, Jonathan. Zane, what the hell is going on here? Yes, Zane. Do tell us. What is going on here? Stephen, please! It's not too late! We can stop this! Now, Zane, you need to relax. I believe we're doing just fine. Fine? These tears keep popping up. Four more did earlier today, one right near the center of town. And who knows where the Never Was is now? You three aren't looking at the bigger picture here. Soon, the tears, the Never Was, none of it will matter. It will all be a distant memory. What are you talking about? Of course it matters. Did you forget that our very existence will cease to exist if we don't stop this thing soon? Do you think we don't know what we're doing? That the Order does not have a plan? I think those plans will be cancelled unless we close those tears, my dude. Close the tears? Close the tears? Now why would I want to do that? Um, because that's why you're here to begin with? This guy is off his rocker, right? It's not just me. Have you not figured it out yet? Are you three really that dense? Zane, what's he talking about? The tears. He opened them. He, he was? what? Do you see now? Do you get it? The tear. The first one. We wanted it to be open. We wanted the never was to come through. We wanted the others to appear. Why? Why did you want that? What are you not understanding about this? Don't you know what our goal is? Our end game? Don't you see? With the tears opening into other worlds, other places, one was bound to open up to her. A direct path to Billeth herself, allowing her to walk right back into this world. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. This is very, very bad. It's your fault that the Never Was crossed over? You wanted all this? It was just a matter of time before he broke through. 
We just sped up the timetable a bit once we tricked Jonathan here into bringing the talisman near the original tear. Its power ripped it open, setting off a chain reaction, like a key opening a multitude of locks. And that was your plan? Creating a shortcut to the coming darkness by destroying everything else? We've done the research, the calculations. We've studied them all, seen how they work. And now we know when and where the right tear, the one leading to her, will open. What point will her return have if she has nothing to return to? Upon her most glorious return, she will halt all destruction and bring us into a new age of splendor. How can you be so sure? How can you know that any of this crap you planned out is actually going to work? Now, now. Credit where credit is due. I wasn't acting alone. Let's just say we all have our secrets. Don't we, Mr. Sanguine? Zane, what the hell is he talking about? Are you helping him? Dude, seriously? I didn't know that this was his plan. I thought he was trying to help us, to stop the Never Was, the tears, all of it. What Mr. Sanguine is failing to tell you is that he has been working as my agent, my man inside, for a very, very long time. Steven. No need to be shy. How else would we have accomplished so much and thwarted so many of the Society's plans without your help? Please tell me this isn't true, Zane. Jonathan, I... Answer the question! Is it true? Yes, but please understand that I've been trying... You son of a bitch! You've been helping them this whole time? I... I trusted you. Listen to me. There are things at work here that you do not know the full scope of. Things that I needed to do in order but to Zane. make... Zane is but the tip of the iceberg. There is no Society of Shadows, because we are the Society of Shadows. Do you know how many others have infiltrated the Society over the many thousand years of its existence? How many more of my brothers and sisters from the Order have been pulling your strings, working our will without you even knowing it? We have been in greater number among your ranks for longer than you will ever know. We have been among you, learning your secrets and using them against you. And now, the moment is upon us and we struck with great force. How many of those loyal to the society are even left alive now? We have culled all those who opposed us. What little is left of your numbers won't matter, for it will be over so very soon. It was all part of her plan, of her glorious plan, to set a path for her return. That's not a plan. You unwittingly opened up a gateway into forces you do not understand. Who are you to defy me? I am your leader. You're insane is what you are. Insane? I am Stephen Lundy, first leading knight of the Order of Bilhith. I am the most sacred of all those chosen to be her voice when she cannot speak, to be her light when she cannot shine, to be her arm of justice when it is deemed that I be so. You are nothing but an inept fool following the orders given to you. Do you understand me? And soon, the tear to her will open, allowing her most glorious return. And I will be there. I will be there right by her side. That most wondrous day will be upon us, and there's nothing that will stop it. Do you hear me? Nothing. Her light will shine down so bright, it will take everything we know and burn it down to the ground. She will 
tear this world asunder. The age of man is ending, brother, and Billeth will rule over us all. <laughs> So now what? You got us here, your plan is in motion, you even got a chance to monologue. Why are we even here? Because you, Mr. Barker, you are one of the missing pieces of the puzzle. It was through your will, intentional or not, that the tear opened, bringing the never-was into this world. And it is through your will again that the tear to the coming darkness, to Billeth, will open up before us, allowing her return. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. If you think Johnny's going to help you, you definitely are insane. Contingency plans, my dear sweet Amy. Always contingency plans, gentlemen. Lundy moved aside to reveal more Order members making their way toward us, pushing two people with hoods over their heads into the circle. They were tossed to the ground carelessly, their hands tied behind their backs, unable to break their fall. Is that who I think it is? The Order members pulled the two to their knees and ripped off their hoods, revealing them to be exactly who I feared them to be. My parents. Both of them had tape covering their mouths, preventing them from speaking. You took his parents? To what? To make me do what you want? It worked before. <laughs> Why not again? But this time, with a little extra encouragement. More Order members came forward, and this time, they took hold of Buddy, Amy, and Logan, forcing them to their knees as well. Hey, hands off, Buddy. Mr. Singreen. It's all right, Logan. Just take a moment and breathe. It will all be okay soon. Lundy walked toward his captives, as a member of the Order produced a gun from his jacket and handed it over to him. Lundy wasted no time in pointing it toward my friends. Hey, watch where you point that thing, asshole. Now, I, I hate to use such violent means of persuasion, Mr. Barker. It is not my way. But sometimes such primitive measures are necessary in order to get that which we want. And if you do what we want, I promise you the safe return of your friends they will be spared in the culling upon her return, but only if you cooperate. And what if I don't cooperate? Well... Without any hesitation, Lundy took aim at Logan and pulled the trigger. Logan! <laughs> A small circle of red blossomed on Logan's chest as he slumped over to his side. Amy dropped to his side to help him, to help apply pressure to the wound, but it was too late. Logan was gone. You son of a bitch, Steven. Why? He was an innocent in all of this. Why did you do that? If you don't do what I ask, their story comes to an end right here, right now, just like Paul Logan here. But you're smarter than that, aren't you? Because I feel that you're going to help us. Do we have an understanding? <sighs> yes, we do. Johnny? Smart boy. Knows when to fold his cards. Knows when the odds are stacked against him. Jonathan, you don't have to do this. Yeah, well, it doesn't look like I have much of a choice, do I? You don't have to do much at all. Just point your little talisman where I tell you, and voila, open sesame. And that's it? We don't need the never was to open a tear for us? That's it. Easy as pie. Then let's just get this over with. When do we leave? Leave? Why, we're already here. Why do you think I had Zane summon you to the cave? What do you mean? I mean that the tear that will return Billeth to us, the one that will usher us into a new world, 
According to our calculations, it is located right here in this very chamber. Well, isn't that ironic? Amy, I thank you for the brilliant setup, but I don't think now is the time for Alanis Morissette jokes. Someone just died. What do you want me to do? Let me show you. At the sound of him clapping his hands, the circle of Order members around us began to move away as they dragged Buddy, Amy, Zane, and my parents along with them. The man with the umbrella stepped forward and drew an X on the ground in front of me with a piece of chalk. Then, he moved about 50 feet away and drew another one there. He nodded his head beneath the umbrella and then moved to join the other members. Lundy, with a smile on his face, stepped toward me and directed me toward the closest X on the ground. All you need to do is stand here, face that talisman of yours toward the other market, and let nature run its course. And then you'll promise to let them go, right? Free as a caged bird. You have my word. Shall we begin then? Yeah, let's do this. Brothers and sisters of the Order of Billeth, you are most honored to be here today to witness the return of her greatness as she will once again walk the earth as she had so very long ago. Her light shines down upon us this day as it does on all days. This will be a day long remembered long talked about as the day we returned her to her rightful place as ruler of this world. Mr. Barker, it is time to open that tear and let her through! I took out my talisman and readied myself. I didn't want to be the reason the ultimate evil we had been fighting against arrived in our world, but at the moment, I didn't have much of a choice. Though I had only ever seen the Never Was actually open one of those tears, I did my best to do it on my own. I aimed the talisman toward the marking on the floor and closed my eyes. I felt a surge of energy begin to build up in me and course through my body. However, this time it felt different than it usually did. My arm tingled, and I used all of my mental might to channel it through the talisman. Just when I thought I couldn't take it anymore, it sent a black bolt of energy out and toward the marking on the floor just like with the original tear. I thought, and hoped, that it would just pass through the air and keep on going uselessly. However, the moment it got close to the other marking, it looked like it struck a solid wall, despite there being nothing but open air. The black energy crackled, and a jagged line began to form in thin air where it struck. A tear was appearing out of nothing. Yes! Yes! It was slow at first, but a small hole appeared, one that looked into the darkness of the other side. And from within, we began to hear something. <laughs> Do you hear her, brothers and sisters? Do you hear the sounds that herald her return? As the black energy swirled around the small hole, I felt a small push in the back of my head, one that I had felt a few times previously. Just like before, it was as if a door was being pushed open slowly, but then was tore right off its hinges. It wasn't long before I realized exactly what it was, and it became an overwhelming echo in my head. What the hell is that? Wait, you heard that too? Of course I've heard it, how the heck can you not? What is that? Oh no. Talisman. 
From out of the darkness of the cave sprang the Never Was, its shimmering body bright from the dark, sparkling light of the tear. I can only assume that the unnatural opening of the tear had attracted it here. It landed between me and the slowly expanding tear, its silver eyes full of malice. It darted its head around, trying to make sense of the proceedings, and then focused directly on me. Or rather, right on the talisman. Jonathan! Get out of there! It doesn't want him, it wants the talisman! It's calling out to it! The Never Was noticed movement to its right, and saw the man with the umbrella come to Lundy's side, probably in an effort to protect him. However, the Never Was saw that as a threat, and set a tendril of blackness in that direction. Lundy narrowly avoided being hit by it, but the man with the umbrella wasn't as lucky. The tendril struck his chest, and quickly wrapped around him. It squeezed and squeezed, not letting the thrashing man go, until it looked like every drop of moisture was sucked out of his body. His umbrella fell to the ground, and I caught a glimpse of his face for the first and only time, before it crumbled away into dust. Gross. The Never Was slinked toward me, standing on its hind legs again to bring itself up to its full size. More Order members went after it, slowing its progress slightly, but it seemed fruitless. It just batted them away, or just sent out more tendrils of blackness to suck the life out of them. But all the while, its eyes never left mine, as if to let me know I was the ultimate goal. I stood my ground, staring right back, trying to formulate a plan. Behind it, the tear was opening wider and wider, and the voice on the other side was becoming louder. From the darkness of the tear, I can see two large purple eyes staring back from the other side. There was no doubt who they belonged to. It was Billy. <laughs> she is upon us! Her light is almost here! Can you feel it? We were running out of time. The Never Was was about to finish what it started a few weeks ago, and the tear was widening, allowing the oncoming darkness back into our world. It didn't matter which was the bigger threat. It seemed like we were in trouble either way. But then, I thought of the talisman, and how it had opened the original tear. If Lundy had used me to open it to begin with, then maybe, just maybe, I could use it to close it too. As the Never Was drew closer, Lundy was too busy to notice anything but the tear and its inhabitants. Without taking my eyes off of the Never Was, I yelled to Amy, hoping she could hear me over the commotion. Amy! We gotta double the power! What did you just say? I said, double the power! What the heck is he talking about? Double the power? Oh, uh, oh, double the power! Amy, wait, don't! If Lundy sees you, he'll tear you apart! Shut up and let the professionals work, Zane. We got this. The Never Was was less than 10 feet from me now, and had no other opposition in its path. It was just a straight shot between me and it. Its silver eyes, still locked on me, burned with a hatred that I had never seen before. Just as it reared up to strike, I felt a hand place itself on my right shoulder. I turned my head to see Amy standing there, and she smiled at me. Talisman twins. You got it. I smiled, and I turned back to the Never Was. I felt Amy's power coursing through me, and I focused it back into mine, and threw the talisman again. With the Never Was upon us, and our powers combined, we shot a strong bolt of blue energy through the talisman, and straight at the Never Was. Its entire body shimmered violently as it struck him, knocking him straight back into the open tear. No! What are you doing? The double dose of our energy not only took a piece of it off this time, but a very large chunk. The Never Was tried to right itself on the other side of the tear, but it fell to the ground, lifeless. However, the purple eyes on the other side paid it no mind, and continued to glare at us. Again! 
With her hand still on my shoulder, Amy and I concentrated again and sent another blue wave of energy out, this time directly into the tear. The blue energy from both of us mixed with the black energy from earlier and quickly overtook it as the tear began to reverse its progress. What are you doing? Stop this! No! She must be allowed to return! The tear grew smaller at a quickening rate. Those purple eyes, now panic, made a last-minute dash to try to force its way through, but it was too late. With the use of both of our powers, the tear closed for good, sealing Billith and the body of the Never Was on the other side. Holy crap, you guys did it! We... we did! We actually did it! That's the power of teamwork. You wretched little shits! All three of us turned to see Lundy standing near us, a look of fury in his eyes. We had ruined his plan, and now he was out for blood. As evidenced by the fact that he held the gun from earlier in his hands, and it was pointed right at us. You couldn't just let her be. Let this world return to its proper state. Let her love fill it once again. If you thought these two were gonna let some demon goddess thing come through and wreak havoc, you're crazier than I thought. It's no matter. You may have stopped her return now, but it is inevitable. She will walk the earth once again. She will walk this earth once again. But it's a shame you won't be here to see it. May her light shine down upon you. Though it may be a little hard to reach you when you're six feet under. Before Lundy can pull the trigger, Zane came out of nowhere with a right hook, nailing him directly in the face, sending him sprawling to the ground. Shine down on that, you second-rate Colonel Sanders. Did he just save our lives and make a pun? Holy crap, nice punch, Zane. We appreciate the save, but... If you think we're ever speaking to you again... Wait, please, let me explain. I think we've let you explain enough. Ask your parents. They'll tell you. Amongst all the craziness, I had forgotten about my mom and dad being here. I turned to make sure that the two of them were okay, only to find them helping each other out of their bindings and tape. Are you guys okay? A few cuts and bruises. You'd think I would be used to being held a captive by now. The main thing is, you did it. You stopped him. For now, at least. What are we gonna do with- Hey, he's gone. We turned to look and saw that Lundy was missing. He must have snuck off while we were helping the two of you. I have a feeling he'll be back, though. For now, though, you're safe. We're all safe. But you've got a lot of explaining to do. I told you, it was more complicated than you think. Zane is right. We knew he was working with Steven and the Order. You knew? Of course we knew. He was reporting everything back to us. What, like a double agent? Precisely. We needed a man on the inside, and thus I was the one to play the part. By lying to us. And what did you expect me to do? Blow my cover and risk losing it all? Did you know about the tears? No! I had no idea of his plan to use them to bring the coming darkness. I genuinely thought he had our best interests at heart here. Well, you can't trust a snake. How much does he know? How much of a risk does he pose to us? At the moment, not much. I believe this will have taken the wind out of his sails a bit, and he will need time to regroup. But we... we're in worse shape. He was not joking when he said they were the Society of Shadows. I had no idea how deep their deception ran, even beyond me. Many of our members were actually loyal to him, and before your arrival, they took care of the others who tried to stop them. He killed them. All of them. Without a second thought, the less of the society to oppose the rule, the easier it was for him. We didn't see it coming, and by the time it started, it was too late. The only reason we survived the calling is because he needed us to get to you. How many of us are left? Aside from those standing here, 
Only a few. Many of our number were already stationed all over the globe, different chapters and pockets, but many have not checked in. There is no telling how many Stephen and the Order got to first. How many society members were there before? Including those in town? Mason? Upwards of 5,000. And now? Optimistically, less than a hundred. My god, he finally did it. He wiped us out. But there's still us. Yeah, but this is a nightmare. There is still hope. We will regroup, and we can formulate a plan- Formulate a what? They just killed everyone. Slaughtered them without a care as to what they were doing. He killed Logan right in front of us. He doesn't care about our lives, he's just gonna keep doing what he's doing until he gets what he wants. We can't just let that go unnoticed, unpunished. What are you trying to say, sweetie? We've spent the last year just sitting here and waiting. Badass John was right. We can't just do that anymore and hope for the best. We have to take the fight to them. We have to stop this. How do we do that? I don't... I don't know. But we can't keep doing this and cutting our losses. We're all that's left. We have to figure something out. We have to figure out a better way. What's that? Logan, before he... Well... He set up an alert for me in case the Tez... Something is happening. I need to get to his computer. Zane ran out of the main chamber, and we all followed him through the winding cave hallways until we came to a smaller room with Logan's desk. Zane got on the computer and began to type as best that he could. Confound this infernal machine! Here, let me. Buddy took over and navigated to a flashing icon. When the window opened, it showed a map of Melancholy Falls, with several spots flashing red all over it. What does this mean? It means we're in trouble. Too many tears are opening all at once. We're at 86% instability at the moment, and it's becoming more unstable with every passing second. Meaning... Meaning we are running out of time. The tears are ripping the fabric of reality apart. There is an abnormality here, though. They all seem to be opening into the same place. The same place? You mean the same universe? Yes, but it looks like... Mr. Nutters, can you just... On it. Um, that doesn't make sense. What doesn't? It looks like they're all leading to... nothing. Like, THE nothing? The nothingness where the never was was from? It sure looks like it. Uh, why don't we just work together and close them like we did here? I don't think there is enough time. In the span of us talking just now, another two just opened. And that's not all. The proximity alarms are going off as well. What do you mean, proximity alarm? There is something on the other side. I thought the never was was the only thing in the nothingness on the other side. Apparently, we were wrong on that count. What tear has the alarm? We should at least close that one. Well, that is the problem. It's all of them. What do you mean, all of them? How is that possible? The readings are consistent with our first encounter with the Never Was. It looks like there are more. Wasn't it supposed to be the only one? Hang on, I think I could tap into some of the local surveillance to get a camera feed or two of some of them. Give me a second. You can do that? I've watched enough 24 to have a passing knowledge. Buddy clicked a few more things on the computer, and windows popped up with camera feeds from all over town. While not providing the best views, each looked into the newly opened tears. Beyond the initial shimmer of all of them, there seemed to be something lurking just beyond them. Another is opening! Where? Right there. On the other side of the room, a tiny hole in reality appeared. It shook and shimmered and began to take shape. At first, it looked like a tiny version of the initial one we encountered. It grew no wider than six inches across, but that was more than enough to see inside. A familiar feeling washed over me again, just like the first time I encountered a tear, like an icy cold hand reaching across the veil and straight into my chest. 
This time, however, I stayed as far away from it as I could, as if not to accidentally open it wider again. Amy got closer to inspect it for herself, but jumped back when something moved on the other side of it. Yep, there is definitely something on the other side. We could barely handle one never was. How the hell could we deal with a whole army of them? What are we gonna do? Logan had some research in his files. There may be something there that can help us. Zane started going through some binders nearby, turning the pages with furious abandon. He stopped on a highly detailed section labeled Theories and began to read. Anything? The other tears only began to appear after the initial one was opened. We know that already. Logan believed that if we could close that first tear, it would repair the fracture in reality, and the others would close on their own. Well, let's get a move on it then. We're right behind you. Absolutely not. You guys gotta get somewhere safe. But- But nothing, Mom. You two have been through enough already. You gotta find somewhere safe to hide in case this doesn't work. If you can't close the tears, nowhere is safe. At least I know you'll be safe in the meantime. Just please, do this for me. Okay. We love you, sweetie. I love you guys too. Good luck, son. I watched my parents leave, hoping this wouldn't be the last time I saw them. If we're gonna do this, we need to go now. We're at 92% unstable already. Grab the binder, Zane. Just in case. Where to now? Nylon Woods. Let's go finish this. We drove as fast as we could to the site of the original tear. Along the way, we passed new ones that were appearing all over town. It was almost like an obstacle course, the way we had to swerve to avoid them. Each time we drew close to one, I felt that icy hand in my chest again, as if the never-was creature on the other side was reaching out to me, trying to get at me and the talisman. When we finally did arrive at Nylon Woods, we tore out of the car, running as fast as we could to the site of the tear that started this whole mess to begin with. That thing is huge. Since the first time we saw it, the tear had grown significantly in size. While it was originally the size of a doorway, it had now outgrown the original staging area, it was now the size of a delivery truck. The shimmering hazy blackness glistened, and looking in, we can see more nebulous shapes moving on the other side. Uh, what is that? I believe that that is a horde of Neverwas creatures. Every so often, the shimmer of fogginess of the tear would fade for a few seconds, allowing us a clear view of the other side. Zane's prediction was terrifyingly true. An entire mob of Neverwas waited restlessly on the other side, moving about, waiting to be set free. Why aren't they coming through? I think they need the talisman to do so. Let's not get too close. Those things? Yeah, they shouldn't exist. And if we close the tear, they won't. They will be sealed on the other side, in the nothingness, and will cease to exist again. Then we better hope this works. We need to do this now. We're at 96%. I took up position in front of the tear and aimed my talisman directly at it. As soon as I did, I can feel that icy hand grip my heart as the shapes on the other side seemed to perk up. I was only comforted by the fact that Amy put her hand on my shoulder. Hey, we got this. I really hope so. 97%, do it now! I focused again and so did Amy. Together, we unleashed a powerful blue wave of energy right at the tear. The black shimmer absorbed it with ease, and the entire thing rippled. On the other side, the mob of Never Was scattered, frightened by the blast. They all ran off, out of sight, as we waited for the tear to close. However, it didn't. Uh, Zane? Why isn't this working? I don't know! Maybe it wasn't enough! Do it again! Amy and I looked at each other and tried again. However, the same thing happened. The blue energy was absorbed by the black, 
and though it seemed to shimmer more violently than before, it still remained open. We're running out of ideas here, Zane. It's not working! Hold on. Zane frantically went through the binder again, trying to find another solution. 98% hurry! It says here that the original tear needs a double dose of power! We did that already! From both sides! Wait, what? How did you not read that part earlier? The tear! It originated from that side because of the never was. That's why it isn't closing from this end. It needs to be closed from over there before we can seal it over here. And how the hell do we do that? Someone needs to cross over to the other side. Isn't that a little dangerous? Or a lot dangerous? Yeah, and how is whoever goes over there to close it supposed to come back to... Oh. Listen to me! The tear is at critical mass! It will tear the worlds apart if this goes on any longer! The worst case scenario we talked about! This is it! Someone needs to close it! Now! What will that do to the person who does it? Will they get stuck over there in the nothingness? Uh, I don't know for sure! It's not like it's an alternate dimension or a different world. It's literally a place between the planes of existence. A void! Whomever does it, they will be stuck in the rift. Theoretically, they won't exist! But the Never Was! That whole horde of them! They aren't supposed to exist, but they do! But it was still trapped over there for millennia! It was never supposed to exist! It was the Never Was! And whomever goes over there... Whomever goes over there what? Whomever goes over there, there is a chance they will join the Never Was in that state too. Quite possibly they might never were... I mean, never have existed. What the hell is that supposed to mean? It means that there's a chance that they will be erased from all existence. A chance? I can't tell you for sure. All I know is that things on the other side of the tear should not exist. So if something goes over there, logically speaking, it won't either. Wait, you're asking one of us to maybe, possibly not exist anymore, maybe not ever at all? Who the hell would be crazy enough to- I'll do it. What? You heard what he said. We don't have a choice. If someone doesn't do it, that's it. Not just for Melancholy Falls, but for all of us. Everywhere. Us, Badass John, Miranda, everything. It's all gone. Johnny, you can't. I have to. I mean, this is what I came back home for, right? To save the world? Yeah, but not like this. What about being the chosen one? Maybe that's why there's two of us. But Johnny- Amy, stop. We both know you are more than chosen one than I ever will be. Whatever the coming darkness, whatever Billeth throws at you, whatever the Order does next, you can handle it. You can stop it. You are more than powerful enough. You don't need me. Neither of you do. I mean, look at you. You're an unstoppable team. And if nothing else, the last few months have proven that. And I'm really lucky to have you in my life. Both of you. But you'll be trapped in there! You won't be able to get out! We're running out of time! We're at 99%! I have to do this. This... This is my destiny. Thank you. Both of you. For everything. For being there, for, for being my friend, even if I wasn't a good one to you. Please, don't do this. I... I'm really sorry. I never meant to hurt you guys. There has to be another way! Amy... This isn't right! Amy, stop! This isn't fair! Amy! What, Johnny? I... I love you. I... I love you too. I'm ready, Zane. What do I do? You need to step through to the other side and give it everything you've got. And while you do that, Amy will do the same over here. You got it. And Zane, watch out for them. Please. I may have held many secrets, broken many promises, but this time, you have my word. It was an honor to have known you, Jonathan Barker. And you as well, Mr. Sanguine. Johnny! Now, Jonathan, now! Bye, guys. And thank you. We won't forget you, Johnny! You might, but I'll never forget you guys.
Return Home, Episode 35, Tear This World Asunder. It was written and produced by Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Forrest Orta, Alyssa Ritorno, Cleve Nettles, Clarence Leonard, Zane Sexton, Paulina Logan, David Doris, Taylor Thorne, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. Want to find us on social media, buy Return Home merchandise, or support us on Patreon? You can find links for each in the show notes or on our website at returnhomepodcast.com. Questions? Comments? Counting down the days until Season 5? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.